0: The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective, Teaching, Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61. From Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton.
1: Hey, good afternoon, everyone. This is Pastor Joe Sutton. I'm here again this week to just uh, share a little tidbit from the Word from you. You know, one of one of the reasons why you know that I, I enjoy doing this show is just really to, to 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 really get into the Word and get into the Word. And as some of my friends would say, uh, "My Word from a from an urban perspective." You know what I mean? You know. But the word is the word. that's applicable to any culture, any any climate, anything like that. And and uh, but sometimes when you you can see things uh, in a in a little different way, and and it can help encourage you along your way. You know, uh, God has an answer for uh, every problem that we're dealing with, every everything that we go in. And and I know in my family we're currently dealing with a uh, uh, just a real 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 hard problem. Rich, it's, it's just spiritual warfare. You know, we spent. You know, a, a lot of money, uh, you know, with lawyers and, and, and application fees for our son and daughter, you know, trying to, uh, you know, just properly document them and do things like that. And I'm pretty sure anybody else who's going through that of, of uh, being a guardian or adopting you know kids from another country can attest that sometimes the government doesn't always move in a way uh, that we would call fast. And uh, even when you say expedite, you know, <laughs> I don't know. that. I, I don't know what expedite means, you know, and I used to work for the federal government. So I know, you know, I, I, I just, I know, you know, that's all I'm going to leave it as I know. But, uh, you know, we just had a situation with my daughter and, and, uh, and you know, just a miracle happened. She's able to get a scholarship, but now she may lose the scholarship because, you know, we can't get a number from, you know, uh, the government so that we can complete a faster, all over faster. And uh, so hopefully uh, that problem is rectified today. We got five days to get it rectified and, or she's going to lose. She's going to have to leave college and they're going to take the scholarship from her. So it's going to be interesting, uh, interesting next five days for us. You know, but what I want to talk about, I know last week we I talked about death and that and was really motivated by, you know, just having to go to a funeral and looking at a funeral and looking at a funeral from a, a christian perspective you know what i mean it was it was a joyful funeral you know what i mean and and you don't always get a joyful funeral you know what i mean where everybody's happy uh everybody's thankful you know and i uh, and you really really can say wow you know that that's that's you know that's how i want to go if i go you know what i mean that that thought lasts for about about you know 2 hours after the funeral and then you shift gears and <laughs> you don't want to go no more but uh you know, but when you I piggyback that and just want to talk about life and uh, things that brought me life, you know, growing up, uh, you know, in, in the city, you know, when this time of year came around, you know, Christmas time came around, uh, the thing I liked the most, you know, besides uh, I was a center of attention, you know, I, you know, you're getting gifts and, and things like that. But, you know, once Once my mom and dad got divorced, Christmas took a different turn. And, you know, my mom was struggling, but she still would, you know, try to make something happen. And uh, it was an easy time for her to pick up hours at work because a lot of people, you know, wanted the day off. So my mom usually ran back to back doubles, 16 hour shifts, you know, on uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day because other people wanted often, so she took the hours and it was a way, you know, to sustain our family, but it didn't make for us to be together as a family. And I remember when uh, they were together, you know, me trying to, you know, catch Santa Claus, you know, getting up two, three times in the night, trying to catch this dude. It wasn't until I was about nine and I tried to climb up the chimney that I realized we had a fake fireplace. <laughs> I was like, if I can't get out, how this cat get in? You know what I mean? And I, I knew it wasn't a, a, a Santa Claus. They, you know, they told me that in, uh, in first grade, you know, when i and never forget that day, you know, you know, you never forget the time when you realize your parents are lying to you. You know what I mean? You just, <laughs> the people who gave you life, they're lying to you. You know what I mean? It's like, I, in first grade, they put me in Catholic school, which was, a, I guess, a great mistake if you want to keep your uh, mystique. Because you know, in first grade, they broke it down to us. It was more tears in that room that day, man. <laughs> it was kids was crying. That nun and she was extra mean. She, this nun was so mean. She taught first grade, but eighth graders were scared of her. So we knew she. We had to mean nun. And uh, but but she's told us that you know the, the you know the history of Christmas, St. Nicholas and, and Santa Claus myth and you know what he did and the whole nine yards and some kids were broken and me I was happy because I had information right, I was just one of the kids that liked information so I go home and my mother tell me you know alright you better do this because if you don't do this Santa Claus won't bring you anything, I looked at her and say, Santa Claus don't bring me nothing anyway <laughs> I was like you and daddy bring it. She said, what are you talking about? Santa Claus brings it. Nah, uh-uh. Santa Claus, that's Saint Nicholas. He died a long time ago. They made him a saint. I broke it down. She's like, who told you that? No one should have told you that. I mean, she was hot, right? She's hot because it's exposed. You know what I mean? She's hot. And I said, the nuns told me this. and Well, she knew she couldn't argue with the nuns. And she just said, like, wait, well, you just, you just, and she just stomped off. You know, she just stomped off. And I was glad, you know, because you know, I was glad just to top her. You know, what I mean, I just, I, I was glad that I could, I could legally call my mom a lie without my head spinning like The Exorcist. You know, what I mean, you know, because she, <laughs> she wanted, to, she wanted to get me, but she couldn't get me because I was telling the truth. And you know, and we have these things built in our culture, and 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 they're there. And you know, as I always say, you know culture doesn't override scripture and you know I never knew the biblical story of of Christmas all I knew was that uh Jesus was born you know in a manger and we sang silent night like 25 times with a candle in our hand and uh and then we got to go home and open our presents you know that's what my mind was but after the divorce you know, meals went out the window. Tradition went out the window. You know, trying to surprise us with gifts went out the window. Uh, my mother was just pretty. You know, when I look back, she was pretty well emotionally burnt and spent. You know, just trying to take care of the home. And my dad was around, had a good job, but you know, he was he was too busy doing his thing to to, to think about us. And 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 I say that to say that that while some of us are in the midst and our families are whole and, and and my family is whole and uh and and it will remain whole. You know, uh, you know, I had this philosophy called one roof. All my kids under one roof. You know, I d I'd never I never played the uh you know, the game of running around and trying to pick up women because in my mind I didn't want to produce a child that would have to live like me, separated from his mom or dad. And uh, you know, not knowing, you know, anything, you know, because those of us in in whole families tend to have a better, deeper tradition. Even if you don't have the things, you know, the things of Christmas, at least you have the love and the togetherness and and the family affair. And and so, though I, we would go over the Christmas story, you know, we we didn't we didn't really um, I would have had to put this like we. We, we didn't really care. You know what I mean? It was just give me my gift and, and keep on moving. And it just got colder and colder and colder. And now that I work with young people, been working with young people for over 30-some 30, 30 years, I, I still see those dynamics playing out I, I, in, those, in those homes where, you know, single mom homes and moms are really struggling and they want to make Christmas this fantastic day to bring some kind of joy to their family. But the joy they're looking for cannot be found in uh food nor gifts you know it's really only found in the completeness of family you know what i mean and you know and and I've learned where there was no father that scripture that said he's a father to the fatherless. I've learned how to allow God to be my my father I've learned how to 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 go to him and embrace him and receive chastening from him and then I've also learned. How to allow other men of God to be my father to father me to mentor me uh you know i'm 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 just sometimes I, I hurt and I cry when I look at what we like to call uh millennials <laughs> and uh the characteristics we say that they don't like to listen to anybody but and you know I run up on some you know but i I have a group of millennials young men that, that I, that I mentor and, uh, and they listen, you know what I mean? But I also have some that not, a, that are not a part of our group because they won't listen. You know, they, they do know everything and they, they, uh, they, they, they don't have time for that. And, you know, it's, it's a shame when you grow up without the influence of a man in your home and you don't really understand uh the role that a man plays. I mean you understand that a man has to be able to fight, you understand that a man has to be able to go make love to women and that's some two of the things that's there, but you 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 know, Hollywood isn't helping you understand, you know, how to bear that burden, you know, a family, how to how to make sure your wife and your children accomplish their purposes in life and and and, and you mold in direction for them and helping them stay the course you know, that that's not there, you know, there to give them advice on how to handle finances or start a business or do some things like that. And, 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 and my, my, my heart aches when I, when I see that, when my, when my sons bring guys to me and say, dad, you know, could you, could you help this guy? Could you give him some advice? Could you do this? You know, and, um, you know, and glad that they trust me enough to, to come to me and and bring their friends to me. But, at the same time, you know, I know how I was not having a dad to to be a star athlete and, and to be also, you know, uh accomplish wars and academics and nobody shows up to the war ceremony. You know, my mother couldn't make my games because, you know, she was working double shifts or so she was tired and my dad just wouldn't. And, you know, other dads would be there and mom and I'm sitting there seeing that support and if you know finally I say skip it. You know, I said, skip it. I went to the other dads. I went to the guys who embraced me, you know, cats on the street who respected, who respected my intelligence, who would ask me, how, how how would you break in this store? How would you rob this? T- <laughs> and at 10 or 12 years old, man, I'm, I'm, I'm breaking down blueprints, man. I'm, I'm I, I, cause am I thought that way, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, and, and I'm, I'm like, they appreciate me. And, and I, that's what I did, you know? And, um, you know, if my father had been in the house, would I had probably not have done that. I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have needed. I wouldn't have needed that affirmation. You know, my kids have gone through that. You know, my kids have, have, uh, tried, you know, banging and selling drugs, but only to walk away from it and realize that, you know, they already had what those cats was looking for in a father. And, uh, and so, I come back to this time of year because this time of year, though it brings joy to a whole lot of people, it also brings great pain to some people because people feel that they cannot provide the things that have become so much a part of this day that they, they don't feel that they're good parents or the kids don't feel like they've had a good Christmas you know because people say how was your christmas you know what i mean you know like you got to evaluate every christmas on a on a scale you know what i mean and and then what what is what what is the yardstick that you're going to use to evaluate you know christmas did i get what i want uh did we did we have time together as family did we pray together uh in my case did we did we make it a midnight mass you know what i mean the other case might be that you know you make it there and you get to school and and uh and so that, that was pretty much, but nowhere in there did it, did our evaluation of this holiday have to do with scripture, you know, to say that, you know, what did we do? What gift did we give Jesus to, you know, how did we celebrate the birth of the Christ child? And, uh, and so, you know, I made sure when I started my family that, uh, that I didn't lean on things. I love lights, but we didn't have many lights in my neighborhood in the urban context. I had a few families that would put up lights you know, and uh, and 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 I got to a point where I just loved the lights because it brought brightness into a, into a dreary neighborhood. It brought it brought it brought it just it just was made it look different. It made it you know I never took my lights down when I got to my twenties when I had something cause, because because it, it it brought a warm feeling that 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 went beyond that point and uh, and so I just want to just just share share that backdrop. And we're about to take a break. When I come back from the break, I just want to go into the word and look at the Christmas story and, uh, and, and give a backdrop that can maybe help us return to to uh, what we need to return to and really giving Jesus some glory and some honor during this time and to help those uh, who are not as happy as us. Take care. I'll be back after the break. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in.
0: Alexa, play the Mission Minneapolis.
1: Throw out that old beaver and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 980 The Mission Bible Teachers and Ministries with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Hit that bass. Good time. Hey, welcome back to Isaiah 61. I'm Pastor Joe Sutton a Spirit of the Lord Church, and this is our, our radio ministry. As always, when in, and I invite you out to, to join us in the worship. Uh, Tuesday nights, we have a Bible study. Uh, you know, this Tuesday, we won't have Bible study the day after Christmas. I mean, next Tuesday, the day after Christmas, because, uh, you know, we're not going to have it. <laughs> I don't want nobody brain dead and and sitting there wondering where everybody at. And I know you Minnesotans gonna be tired, you know, and, and contemplating how you're gonna pay all them bills. But uh and so but we'll pick up regular our six six thirty, you know, we serve a little meal and, and we get into the word and of course Sundays is ten thirty and uh and so with with services falling on Christmas Eve and, and New Year's Eve, um, you know, we we'll we'll do uh, we'll do regular service. But we will do a New Year's Eve uh service to ring in the New Year. And uh we usually do that. We get together with uh Victory Outreach, Minneapolis, uh and uh we get together and have a good time and uh they make it extra special. Yeah. I hope they don't make them hot nachos like last year, my tongue's still burning. But uh <laughs> if that's what they do. We get together. We share a building together, so we do service together periodically. Uh, just to make sure that we keep our unity in Christ. So here I am, a young man growing up in a in, in a urban setting, and uh, and I'm probably one of the few that that still lives in an urban setting. You know, most of my friends, most of my friends I know, I grew up with, man. They said I'm tired of the inner city, man. I'm out of here. They're gone. They, they live in various suburbs all around all around the, the nation. You know, and uh, and I'm thankful to my wife that, that you know, she says, Nah, you know, you know, before I even married her, she was living in the city. She just likes the city and I like the city and and, uh, and I and I love the city. You know, I mean I just really do. And uh as you heard me say on my program, if I don't hear police sirens and cussing outside my window, I kinda wonder I get a little nervous. Yeah, <laughs> I get a little nervous. So that's just that's just me. But uh but also it was always dark you know what i mean always dark and dank and, and so when those few houses would put christmas lights up man they really brightened it up but you know I, I came to realize when i came to the lord that the reason why i would leave my lights up all year long uh, <laughs> and just stare at them you know was i was I, I i needed light you know but the light i needed was the light that christ brought into my life i, I didn't really need that light but even though that time of year brought comfort because of the positive memories I had the first seven years of my life. But after that Christmas wasn't really, I can never point to any, most of the memories that I have that fit Christmas are my first seven years. And after my parents got divorced, it wasn't, it just wasn't the same. And so uh, it, the the key part of having parents and developing a child is key. God appeared to Mary and Joseph and he chose Mary and Joseph to, to to raise the Messiah, and 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 he, he chose this young couple, you know what I mean, and because there was something about them, there was a call on their life that that Jesus needed to be in that house, right? And 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 I always ask this question to myself and to my wife, you know, what call is God put? What is God? Who is God trusting us to raise? You know, who is God trusting us to raise? You know, what I mean, and, and so. And once again, you say, wow, you, that's what you think of the Christmas story. That's how I look at the Christmas story. I look at the Christmas story as if God entrusts parents with children because they're his children, they're not my children. You know what I mean? You know, he, he knew them before they were born. You know what I mean? He, he He said, Joe, Layla, produce a lawyer. Joe, Layla, produce a doctor, a coroner, a, a, a comedian, a preacher, whatever you got to produce. And, and, and can he trust us? So this story to me, it, it I'm I'm more focused in on the parents in this story, you know, and we're gonna talk about this is the parents in the story. Is that it's it's one thing as family we break our neck to go out there and find that favorite that favorite toy or that favorite electric item and, and or you know, whatever it needs to give for, for Christmas and shopping becomes this great thrill thing for some folks to find that deal, you know, we got Black Friday, Green Monday, Cyber Tuesday, we got all this stuff that we go to. But the thing about it is, is that as parents, are we providing the home? Are we providing the atmosphere that is going to produce what God says needs to be produced? Most parents I know do not know the purpose of their child. They do not know why God put the child on the earth. Right. And so, therefore, if you don't know why he put them there, you can follow the standard model of go to school, get good grades, go to college, get it, get good grades, get a job, have children, send them to school get good grace and the car you can get into that rat race you know what i mean and go and do that or you can really sit down and create the atmosphere needed to produce what god has asked you to produce now if you like me with nine children you know you got to produce an atmosphere that's able to handle different types because they're all called to different things you know and and so you know it gets to be a challenge you know because you really have to lean on god to understand what you need to do But in this Christmas story, the Virgin Mary and Joseph were picked to father the Messiah. And a little while over on the other end of town, Zechariah and Elizabeth were picked to father the the second coming of Elijah, John the Baptist. You know what I mean? You know, and looking at their life and what they need to do. And, And wow, if we would look at the Christmas story for what it is to evaluate ourselves and say, am I creating the atmosphere in my home? that's going to produce what God wants done as opposed to thinking about, am I creating the atmosphere in my home with the right decoration and frost and, and tree and everything like that and ornaments and everything. And then that all comes down in two to three weeks, you know what I mean? And then the rest of the time, the rest of the 50 weeks of the year, you know, it's bland, you know, the TV sets the mode, electronic gadgets set the mode. So my, my challenge to you today is that, is that look at the Christmas story beyond a child in the manger before the child got to the manger. God had to choose parents. Would he have chosen you? That's the question I asked myself. Would he have chosen me. You know, do I run the kind of house that the Messiah can be raised in? Is my house that close to God is, is holiness a part of my life? Holiness being set apart, you know, that, that, that basically God comes first. That, that's my challenge to you this week is 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 that is my house the type of house that would produce John the Baptist you know that would produce D.L. Moody that would produce Rick Warren and you just go the list can go on and on you know my house wasn't the type of house that produced Joe Sutton it produced a Joe Sutton but one that was not good so we we'll pick this up next week. God bless.